Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome again to my channel. It's good to be here. It's uh, Thursday morning here in uh, kind of overcast Huntsville, Alabama. I hope it's nice wherever you are. Thanks for joining uh, this video. Um, and uh, thank you for subscribing to the channel. Thanks for commenting on it uh, on videos. Um, appreciate it and enjoy uh, getting to know folks. And, and I'm glad that this is a uh, that some people at least are enjoying uh, what they're hearing here. So we'll just keep at it. Um, today I want to talk about uh, a talk that a good, a dear friend of mine, really a mentor of mine um, named Rod Ulps, uh, he gives a talk called The Seasons of a Man's Life. And uh, I've heard him give this talk at least twice, probably more. Um, but um, it's just a wonderful talk. And, um, and he's drawing from a number of different books. Um, and I don't remember those books. You'll have to hear Rod's talk if you want to hear the full uh, version of it. But I'm going to just kind of give my summary. And and I think it's really helpful. Um, the basic idea is that is that there are seasons of a man's life and that there are, and he's specifically kind of talking about career um, and about um, it. And it's especially, I think, convicting for young men. I mean, I, th I think it's also um, encouraging for young men to kind of understand where they're at. You know, it's kind of a, you are here sort of talk. Um, I think for older men, um, you know, there, there's a sense of, well, I'm, I screwed up and I didn't do it right. And, and I don't think that's, that's uh, the way to take it either. But, but I think anybody who, who hears this should, should, should see kind of, um, uh, the, the point. And, and the basic idea is that there are these kind of season, there are these different seasons with these different transitions. And he kind of puts it at like, you know, 18 and like 25 and like, you know, 35 to 40 and then kind of 60 plus. Right. And, and I might, I might be botching those, those exact numbers. I don't think it matters a whole lot. The point is that, um, you start in a season of sowing, um, and you end, uh, Lord willing, if you do it right in a season of reaping, right? So there's, there's planting and there's harvesting. And those are kind of the two, um, overarching sort of, of, uh, seasons that you're in, in your life. And, a, a big mistake that a lot of men, um, make is that they think early in their career in their lives that they are in the, the harvesting season, the reaping season. And, uh, and they're really not. They haven't put in the work um, to be there. And um, and if you kind of settle in uh, for the long haul, um, then you're you're going to uh, encounter what a lot of men encounter with like a midlife crisis. And so um, one of the helpful sort of diagrams that that Rod uh, talks about is that as you're getting older, um, your responsibilities go up. Right? You are. You are, uh, when you're a young man, you don't have any property. You don't have anybody, you don't have any dependents. Um, you know, you, you, you've not been given authority over anything, any employees or leadership positions in your church or whatever, right? School board. And so you're, you're sort of down here on the responsibility thing. But as you get older, for most men, 
you you slowly gain more and more responsibility. You've got a you got bills to pay, you've got mouths to feed, etc. Well, what's also happening simultaneously is your energy levels are when you're young are at the highest they'll ever be, but as you get older, they're going down and down and down, right? Um, and so those two things are happening at the same time, and they're going to cross. And and Rod is a uh, was a naval aviator, so he uses the analogy of a pilot getting what they call behind the power curve. Um, and he said that's you know that's that's when the plane smashes into the back of the aircraft carrier because they've they don't have enough speed or lift you know to continue um, flight. And and so that that kind of intersection is when most men burn out and have midlife crises. Okay. And so the whole point of his talk is how do we prevent this from happening? And how, how do we, how do you prepare for the fact that your responsibilities are going up and you're going to need more energy than ever up here when your responsibilities are at their highest. Um, but your energy levels naturally are going down. So how do you, how do you prepare for that? And, and, and again, when your responsibilities are at their highest, it should also be the season of your life where you're really reaping the benefits of the work that you've done in the first half of your life. So, or your career, it's the, it's the time where the habits, the disciplines, the investments, the career moves, um, the relationships that you have are all, um, if you've been faithful with all of them, then you should start to see some fruit. Um, you start seeing a lot of fruit, right? And so the basic idea and, and the big application for me uh, earlier in my life, and, and I'm, I'm seeing it now as well, is, is that if, if you, um, that you need to invest that first part of your life when you've got insane amounts of energy that you're never going to have again, you need to leave it on the field during that time. You need to, to plow really hard into your family, especially your marriage, especially your wife. Uh, the men who are workaholics and are never home and are never helping their wife um, and who are not pouring into them and, and filling their tank and making sure they've got the resources they need to do their job well. Um, if, if, if a husband is not um, investing heavily there, then when he gets past that, 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 um, that turning point, right, um, he's, he's going to need her in that second half of his life more than he, than he did in the early half. The first half... You've got energy. Your energy sort of uh, bails you out of a lot of tough situations. You can just plow through and work your way through a hard season. Um, and that works, right? But it's not a long-term strategy. And, and especially if we know that uh, you are going to lo lose a lot of energy um, and you're not going to be able to keep doing this uh, the rest of your life. So so the idea uh, is early on invest really heavily in the right things. One of those most important central things for a man is in his, in his relationship with his wife. Um, you're a team, you're a partnership. Um, she's got to have your back. You've got to have her back. Um, you don't want to be the guy who is, looks at his wife one day and just says, I can't do it anymore. And she goes, well, good luck, man, figure it out. Um, where were you when I was drowning in diapers and drowning in laundry and, and overwhelmed by these crazy kids that you gave me, where were you? Um, you know, I, I've had to figure this out. I've had to figure out my part on my own. So you go ahead and figure out your part on your own. Right. And this is what happens, uh, to a lot of men. The other thing that happens to a lot of men is they don't invest in their career in the right kind of way. So what I mean by that is 
When your responsibilities and your obligations are at their lowest, it is the best time to take risks. This is the time in your life where you can't be playing it safe. This is the time in your life where you can fall completely and and get right back up. And it's not going to you're not going to you're not going to devastate a, a bunch of people's lives, right? Um, when you're 40 uh, and you've got, you know, a, a big family and you've got, uh, you know, uh, kids are about to go off to college and all of that. Um, it's kind of a big deal to take a major, huge risk financially. Right. And so that's really not typically the time where you start to, you start to, okay, maybe I should think about a different career, but early on you've got not, you've kind of got nothing to lose. So it's the great, it's a great time to take risks in your career, try different things. And, and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the business analogy of a startup versus a business. I talked about that a couple of videos ago, the, the idea that, that this first half is really about discovery. You're trying to figure out what you're calling in, what your calling is. So the mistake that I think people make is, well, I want to be X. Um, that's the, that's the job. That's the career I want to have. So I'm going to go there. The problem is, is that you, you, when you're, 18, you don't know yourself well enough to know in most cases what you're going to be good at. Um, so, um, it's, there's nothing wrong at all to have a goal and to pursue it. I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, pushing against that, but, but hold it loosely. Right. And, 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 and keep this awareness of, you know, I need to be honest with myself, honest with my wife about what I'm good at, what I enjoy, uh, and, uh, and what I, what just really, is um, painfully difficult for me, not fun at all. Doesn't give me any energy. Doesn't doesn't excite me in any way. Um, and start pulling away from those kinds of job opportunities and start moving towards uh, those that that give you energy that, that that are thrilling, that are exciting, that tap into the part of your brain that like that just goes right. And and so it's that's the first half of your career is discovering your, what is your calling? What is your power band? Where, where are you? What's your highest, best use? Um, and, and the pur purpose again, there is that when you cross that, that, um, you know, that, that moment where your, your responsibilities are higher than your, than your energy level, um, you need a, you need your wife to help you carry you, push you, um, along and you need the energy and the, and the fun and the joy and the purpose that you derive from your work to also carry you. Your energy isn't going to cut anymore. You're not going to be able to just muscle through and go, I'm just going to drink another cup of coffee and just stay up for another, you know, five hours and pound this out. You need that sense of purpose, that sense of meaning, um, and, uh, and calling, right? And so, so again, what Rod talks about is in the first half or so of your kind of career life, you are discovering your calling. And this is not about optimizing your cash, you know, your earning potential. Um, you can do that too. And, and that's another way to think of it, uh, for sure. Um, and, uh, but, but to me, obviously when you're doing the thing that you're best at, um, I, I think everything else falls into place. Um, I think you, you, the cream rises to the top, um, and your ability to earn more, your opportunities to earn more um, present themselves. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of a faith sort of statement, but, but, but I think it's true. I think, um, scripture talks about, you see a man who's skilled in his, uh, work, he'll stand before Kings. When there's a man, when you're in your power band, when you're in your, your sweet spot and you're jamming and you're good at what you do, 
people take notice. Uh, people take notice and go, I want that guy. That's the guy, right? So, um, so early in your career, first half, invest in your wife, invest in your family, um, take risks, um, and, um, and, uh, try different things. Um, don't be afraid of failure. Um, it's, it's the best lesson. Um, it's some, sometimes the most powerful lessons that we, we learn is I tried that thing and I thought I was going to be really good at it. Turns out I'm not, I just don't have, my brain doesn't work that way. Um, uh, I thought it'd be a lot of fun. I got in there and realized, gosh, it's terrible. It's soul sucking. I've got a friend who was just a hundred percent convinced that he was going to be a, a CPA or an accountant and did it a lot, pursued it a lot and eventually realized, I just don't like this work. <laughs> you know, like I thought this is what I was going to be good at. It seemed like a smart career move and just turns out I'm not good at it. The good news is he's young enough to, to, uh, and to, to, to change, to try different things. What happens in burn when people go through midlife crises is they put their head down on their job. And I have so many friends I've seen this happen over and over where they, where they kind of settle into like almost early retirement. You know, you, you got a guy who's late twenties, early thirties, been at a company for five, six, seven, eight years. And is like, you know, I've moved up the ladder, you know, I'm making, you know, 20% more than I did when I started. Uh, and, uh, and I've got a little bit more of a title. I'm, I've gone from a, you know, a junior person to a manager at this company. And, um, and it's like, I'm going to ride this out, man. I got a 401k and, and I'm going to just keep riding this thing out. I'm sure I'm going to stay with this. I'm good. You know, I'm good at this. And the problem there is, um, you've, you've put all your eggs in one basket, um, for starters. If that company goes under, uh, you're kind of like everything you've learned, everything you know how to do is really only related to that one company and the culture there and the lingo there and the way they did business. And what you realize when you change jobs and work at different companies is people do things differently and you've got to be nimble and you've got to learn. There's, there's a lot of, uh, lingo and, and, um, and proficiency and, and different things that you've, you've got to pick up that people actually expect you to have in other companies that you, you maybe your old company didn't care about. Right. So like, um, I can give a lot of examples, but like, um, I, I you know, it was a great, it was a great moment. I, I gave a presentation. I took this job, um, and, uh, they wanted me to produce a, you know, a, a report. And I, I gave this presentation and, uh, I think they liked a lot of the content. Um, but, but then, um, one of my bosses was like, gosh, man, I, you know, it's a little rough. And I was like, uh, wait, what do you mean? And, and he was like, ah, it's all, it's all right. He's like, I just kind of expected a little more. And, and it just bothered me. It was like a Friday and I was actually going on a date with my wife and I just called him and said, Bethany, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this date unless I, I, I get this off my chest. So I called him and said, Hey man, you made a comment, uh, in that meeting. And I, and I, what did you mean? And he, and he was like, Oh no, it's all good. I thought it was great. I, I said, I know, but there was something about the way you said it that made me think that it wasn't, <laughs> you know? And he said, well, he said, no, the only thing is like, I just would expect that somebody in your, you know, with your experience and background would be a lot better at using, you know, like word processing and, uh, PowerPoint and Excel. And I was kind of like surprised at how bad you are at those things. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good point. You know, I mean, I, I just slapped something together 
and uh, and and didn't know how to use those tools nearly as well as I needed to. And it was it was like a kiss on the mouth for me because it was like, okay, that's doable. I can figure all those things out. Um, I can I can dig deep and and learn how to you know learn all the formulas and and uh, become proficient at, at Excel. I can I can figure out how to operate you know do better with with uh, all the other Office Suite tools. But it was one of those things where I just re- like he was basically saying like you got a booger hanging out of your nose dude like you're going to you know your next job interview and and you got a big booger hanging out of your nose like someone needs to tell you you know and that was the kind of thing that i wouldn't have learned if i would have stayed at the same company because clearly the the company i'd been at before didn't care didn't notice it wasn't a priority to them but but i realized later in life that yeah it's just those are skills that uh that that you're expected to have at a certain level um so just an example but the point is, is that moving jobs, um, um, taking some risks, trying some things that you're not comfortable with, um, exploring gives you a chance to every time you kind of change jobs, gives you a chance to go, okay, what did I like about that? What was I good at? Where was I, where was I really being stretched in a good way? Where was I being pushed in a bad way that I just didn't like and, and wasn't good for me? Be honest with yourself, honest with your wife. It's a team sport. Um, so anyway, that's the basic gist. I'm sure there's there's more, but the basic idea is that guys get burned out because they get to that middle age. Uh, they go through a crisis because they go, I'm now at this point where I've got, I've got so much responsibility, so many people depending on me. And the only way I can make money right now is doing this thing that I've been doing for the last 20 years. And I don't even like it. I don't even know that it's, something I want to be doing for the rest of my career. As a matter of fact, like I just like this is when guys feel like I'm totally trapped. I'm doing something that, that, uh, I I didn't, nobody stopped me from like just, just plowing ahead for 20 years. And that's when the guys, you know, burn out, buy a sports car, go have an affair, do something stupid because they're feeling like they're trapped for the rest of their lives and they're trapped in a dead end job that they don't want to be in anymore. And so for, if you're a woman, if you're a, uh, um, if you're hearing this and you're thinking about, um, how you can support your husband, you've got to push your husband to take risks. And this is something that's really hard for women. Women want security and the idea of, Oh, you're going to like change jobs. And like, what if you're not good at it? And what if you like, you don't provide, I just luck of the draw ended up with a wife that has a hugely high risk tolerance. Um, she grew up in a household of entrepreneurs. Her mom ran her own business as a single mom, you know, for, for a long time. And, and my wife was like, yeah, you know, you get by, you know, sometimes you don't have as much food in the pantry. Uh, you just, you, you get by, it's all good. Better now than later, you know, let's, let's try that. And so, I took a bunch of risks, um, tried some crazy career moves, quit some jobs, fired some clients when I was doing <laughs> consulting when I really needed the money, but just because I felt like I, this isn't right, this isn't the right thing. Um, and, uh, that, you know, there's something to be said for sometimes just, just hunkering down and toughing it out when you're in a bad, uh, in a less than ideal situation. But, but the, um, but the overall thrust of your, your first half of your career needs to be that of discovering your strengths, your weaknesses, finding your calling, finding the thing that you, that just really lights you up. And the thing that in the last half of your, your career 
you would do without even getting paid just because you love it. It's the thing that you're good at. It's the, it's the place where people go, Oh, you know, we need to talk to is that guy, you know, that guy, you know, Larson or, you know, whatever your name is, that's the guy that just is awesome at that, you know? And, uh, and that's who we need to go to, uh, when we have that kind of problem. So that's the, uh, seasons of a man's life, uh, in a, in 20 minutes, uh, Rod probably gives the talk in 25 minutes. So I don't know that it's as much of a summary as it was, uh, a retelling of it with my own, uh, you know, uh, spin, but not much of my own spin. That's mostly Rod Alps. Um, he's talked on, um, I know that Doug Wilson interviewed Rod, um, on, a on a podcast once, and they talked about this stuff. There's probably other places where you can find, I, I might look for it and put, put links in the description, but, um, I hope that's helpful. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, jump in on the comments. Let me know what you think. And, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>